Out of the borough, our next guest should be a really happy man. He is the head coach at MTSU. The Lady Raiders are rolling, and he is Rick Enzel. They have the fourth longest winning streak in the country at 14 games. They're 9-0 and in Conference USA play and 16-2 and overall on the season. And He now joins us. Rick, how you doing? Doing great, Darren. You? Doing fantastic. I mean, not as well as you. You have to be enjoying this season, right? This has been a lot of fun, hasn't it? Well, it's been a lot of fun, but it's been a lot of pressure, too. We've been in a, a lot of close games, and we've been able to do some things positive when we needed to. And, you know, that's always good to see as a coach because that's what you work on from last April to right now, you know. Now that you're in conference play, Coach, what what is it like being – the hunted. You're not the hunter this year. You're you're the one being hunted. What what is that like? Are, are these do these girls embrace that? Do you embrace that? Well, you get this time of the year. The conference race is about half over. We're nine. We got twenty games in the conference, and this uh, Thursday night will be ten. Saturday will be eleven. So this week it'll be more than half over. You what you got is you got us sitting at the top. Now usually we're either second or third about this time, you know, and like you say, we're chasing whoever's number one and hoping to hoping to get ourselves one of the top four bids. Right now you've got a bunch of desperate teams that are behind you. They're they're good teams, but they're desperate. And what I mean by that is they're they're trying to win enough games to get an automatic buy so they won't have to play on that first day. And that that's big because you playing four days in a row it takes it out of you. So if you have to play that first day, your chances of winning the tournament are, are they're, they're not great. So that's what you've got now. So everybody's going to be bringing their best game to you. And what you got to do is you got to motivate your players to come back out and get after it because they can look and say, well, Coach, we've already got one of those buys. Yeah, but right now what you, we're doing is we're playing for a seed in the NCAA tournament. We finished this thing out. we got a chance to go to a fifth seed, maybe even a fourth seed, and maybe even host the first couple of games mm. in the NCAA tournament at, at Murphy Center. Wouldn't that be something? Wow. That, that is really cool. You, you experienced this as a head coach. You've been at this for a long time, and I think you had a team like a decade ago that won 17 in a row. Does it? I, I know the players are different and teams are different, and that was a decade ago, but does this run, does this group – does it feel like it did a decade ago with that 2013-2014 team, or does it, is it completely different? Well, this, this group has kind of got an identity of their own. They're, we've got some size. We've got a young lady at 6'7 uh, that's pretty good. She's just a sophomore, but she's pretty good. And we've got a young lady from Macon County that can shoot from the center line. They talk about Caitlin Clark. I'm telling you, this kid's right behind us, uh, Jalen Gregory. Uh, she's just un- unbelievable range, a great basketball IQ. You got a Courtney Whitson, which you got leadership there from Kingsport that has started for me now. This is her fourth year, and uh, she's she can go inside, she can go outside. You got another young lady there. This is her fifth year. That's um, that's Alexis Whittington, come from Riverdale, and uh, she's just. A lockdown defender, and then we—I think I've got two of the best point guards in the South. Um, Savannah Wheeler, which is uh, came uh, transferred in from from uh, Marshall, and then you got Courtney Blakely, which led the nation in scoring in high school. 
Uh, they're both just absolutely quick on quick and then can shoot the heck out of the ball. And then we're bringing our leading scorer off of, off of, of the team off the bench. Mm. And, um, you know, she's, she's from uh, Belarus and she's just, uh, she's unbelievable too. So, you know, and then, you know, we've got a couple of freshmen, uh, Tamia from uh, Clarksville is, uh, very, very, very talented and just, uh, we, she's coming off the bench, and she gives us some depth there also so and some range. So we, we can really play any type of game someone wants to play. If they, It's tough for teams to zone us because we shoot the ball so well. It's tough for teams to man us because we're so quick to the basket, and we got a 6-7 that's not a slouch inside. You get her the ball, she's going to score. So when you're, it's a nightmare if you're going to sit down and you're going to put a scouting report together on us. Sounds like it. So, with those numbers, Coach, you know, 14 in a row and, and you're 16-2 and two on the season, it's very clear these, these games, you drop those two contests at the very beginning of your season. So, you, you, you drop a tough one to Mercer right out of the gates by a point. And then you, you lose a tough one to Texas Tech, I think, in one of those, those classic games. What, what, did you, what did you think at the time with those two, those two losses? And – you know what? What about that response? Clearly, you know you you got the response you were looking for after those two losses. You haven't lost since. Well, we were pretty upset because the Mercer game there was five point five ten seconds on the clock. We were up one, and uh, they dribbled it off their foot, and somebody else touched it, and somebody else got it. They walked, they threw one up, and it went in. Well, when you go back and take a stopwatch and put it on it, it's seven seconds. It was only 5.5. They did not have a replay that night. So, you know, coming back to Murfreesboro, we were pretty upset because, you know, you lose a game. We shouldn't have been in that situation, but when we were in that situation, it it wasn't that we got cheated. It's just the fact that they didn't have their equipment working. Well, then you go in and we lead Texas Tech for 38 minutes and a half the whole game. And then the last minute and a half we just fell apart for some reason they were they were not doing anything any different than they done all night we just fell apart so we knew we had some work to do when we came back there and we just went to work on our defense we went to work on taking care of the basketball and um you know and it's paid off i gotta be honest rick when i you know not to where you really got my attention um is when you guys not only beat louisville i mean you you whipped up on Louisville, and that that certainly got my attention. I was like, "Whoa, whoa! Well, they're, they're not messing around this year." It was an eighteen point game, but it very well could have been thirty, to be honest with you. And you know, we got to thank Jeff Walls. He's he, uh, you know, to come to Murfreesboro. He knew we were going to be good. He yeah. knew it was going to be a tough game. But for him, that's how you grow the game. You grow the game, but you bring your fan base and your team to another man's gym. Their fan base, and they got a good – that's what Pat Summit did the whole time she was coaching at the University of Tennessee. And, uh, you know, you, you, the, a lot of the teams dodge us because they know we're gonna, we, we've got a pretty good program here. And, uh, and then they'll go out and they'll talk to the public and to the press that, hey, we're, we're trying to grow the game when they're really not trying to grow the game. They're trying to build their record up either to get another job or to hopefully get into the NCAA tournament if they don't win enough games in the SEC or the ACC or somewhere like that, you know. 
Coach, I wanted to ask you about uh, the change in the conference and what it's felt like going from the two-division structure like you've had the last couple of years to this year where there are no more divisions. How, how does that play into uh, you guys, if at all? Well, I tell you, I didn't, I didn't like the two divisions. I'll tell you why. <laughs> we were second. We were second in our division last year with three losses in the conference. Uh, Charlotte won it, and we beat Charlotte twice. We lost the game at, at Western, and that game at Western cost us uh, from from at least tying Charlotte. But with us beating them twice, we would have won it, won that side of it. And you go to the other side now, to so the West. And uh, La Tech won that side with seven losses. Mm. So they go in with an automatic buy right off the bat. And then our first place team, Charlotte, goes in with a buy. We very well with three losses could not have had a buy. And that would have put us playing four games. So I didn't like it at all. I, I thought it was that you let – there were some teams that got to play or didn't have to play early when we were sitting there with a better team with a better record. Not only us, I think Western might have been another one of those teams – that had a better team and a better record that got shut out of that, you know. So I like playing everybody twice, to be honest with you. You get a true champion, um, you know who's going you know who's gonna win the conference. If they win it straight up, they win it straight up. Coach, I wanted to ask you about uh, having the opportunity to coach along with your son like you've had the opportunity to do for the last number of years and and how special that has to be uh, at this point in your career to to have him with you. Uh, I know he spent a number of years uh, away from you over taking other jobs, but he's been back with you, and uh, I just wanted to ask you about that experience. Well, luckily I had a I had administrators like Sidney McPhee, our president, and Chris Massaro, our AD, that recognized the talent that Matt had. Matt was on Kentucky's team that went to three or four Elite Eights. Uh, he was very much in the middle of all that, and uh, – recruiting and coaching and he got a job at Ole Miss he was there for five years his record was pretty good and uh, they felt like they needed to change they bought him out and that when they bought him out at that time he was available our president Dr. McPhee took him on a plane trip with we were playing in the NIT and he invited Matt to go with him and on that plane trip convinced him to come to Middle Tennessee along with Chris Massaro to 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 become one of our assistant coaches and eventually hopefully take over and I, what a blessing it's been. Our recruiting has changed. What made it work, though, Darren and Justin, was the fact that I had coaches like Kim Bruton here, Nina Davis, that and, and that joined right in with him. They were not jealous or envious or mad that he came on board. They they all got together. They changed our strategies, and and you know, uh, it's really it's really taken the program from probably on a scale of one to ten, from a six to about a seven or eight. So. It's been a blessing. Uh, Matt's, Matt is still young. Uh, I, I hope that we can keep him, to be honest with you. I think he's the best male recruiter in the country. And uh, I think uh, the coaches out there that really matter and know it, know the situation, they'll tell you the same thing. So that's why we hope we can keep him. Rick, can't you just make him stay? No, no. He's got two little, <laughs> he's got two little kids that uh, I hope he stays because they're my grandbabies and I love them more than anything in this world. So, you know, I may have to retire and get on out of the way is what I need to do and and play with my grandbabies and let them worry about coaching and going on the road and stuff. Our old coach is 71 years old. <laughs> I just yes, thought sir. you could play the dad card. Yes, sir. You know? But you, like no, you tell him to go no. to his room or cut the grass or whatever else. You know, that, sir, you stay. That used to 
That used to work, guys. I'll be honest with you. It don't work no more. <laughs> Lost those powers a little bit. Uh, Coach, Coach, I wanted to ask you about uh, the enormous amount of winning uh, you have done, sir. I've just done some quick calculations here. Between your career at MTSU and your career uh, in high school ball, sir, uh, your overall record is 1,180 wins versus 294 losses. How do you deal with losing when you win all the time? What does losing do to you? It's not good. (laughs) 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 I think you can ask everybody that's around our program. It's not good. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, – I've never won in a game that I thought I was going to lose, to be honest with you. And uh, I'm taking that attitude from high school right on into college. And, uh, you know, I just feel like we're going to win every game. And if we lose, then we got to go back and, and go back to work. That's all you can do. You can't can't worry about it. You just got to go back to work and get and work on your weaknesses and make them your strengths. And, you know, a lot of coach talk there. But I think more than anything, the, the players that we recruit, if you go down the line of all the players that we got, one of the things we look at, is what type of high school program do they come from? Uh, what type of coaching did they get in high school? How did they react to all that? Uh, that's the type of player that we bring in here. We got we got probably seven starters on our basketball team right now. We played eight of those games that we won. Four games we went without Alexis Whittington, and she was a starter. She had a knee a knee injury, and four games we went without a Savannah Wheeler. And she had a concussion protocol. So eight of those games that we won, we won without a starter. And that's where you got uh, Cab Blakely stepped up in both of those situations. And we did, and really and truly, we, we played as good or better than we were playing with those young ladies. Coach, I've asked every single college coach that we've had on the air with us in recent weeks this question, um, you know, regardless if they coach in football or, or not, how does – transfer portal portals and NIL and all of that affects you and your program. I know we only think of it typically in the college football world, um, but I know it goes for, for all the sports and I'm not sure about the impact it may be having on your particular sport. Well, last year we did not lose a person in the portal. Everybody stayed. And then uh, a couple of years ago, we lost a couple of young ladies in the portal. Uh, But the last two years, We've got uh, we got a young lady, Doris Starr, out of Maine that was uh, their all-time three-point specialist. She came in here last year and led this basketball team all the way. We nearly won the NIT last year. And then uh, she she went on back to Israel because she had two years she had to serve in the service. And then out of the portal, we were able to get Savannah Wheeler. And Savannah Wheeler came in, and she's starting uh, right after Doris. She's still got not only this year but next year. But she was a first-team all-conference player that transferred in here from Marshall to Middle Tennessee. So we've been very fortunate in the, in the portal. But we're just not going to go in and, and recruit a problem. We've had those. Uh, they're not good. Uh, the, they, they tear everything up, the culture of the team, the locker room, you know, everything. So we're very, very cautious about going in and getting somebody that's moved from here to there, from here to there. Usually there's a reason they're moving. They can't get along with anybody. Yeah. Rick, continued success. It's been a lot of fun watching this team. I know you got a couple home contests on Thursday and Saturday against Florida Atlantic and FIU. 
Uh, keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for doing this. To honor, sir. Hey, thank you. We appreciate you guys, and thank you very much. Come and see us. If you want to come to a game, all you need to do is call us. Okay. Well, I'll, all right. we'll take you up on that. I like that. <laughs> I'll be down there to see that team. Rick Enzel, the fine head coach. She's been at it a long time. This long team time. is yeah, good. Yeah.